Welcome to the Uncharted Entrepreneurs Podcast. If you're ready to tap into your God-given strengths, discover simple success strategies, and set that dream that's buried in your soul free, this podcast is for you. Hi, I'm your host, Sherry Miter. I went from building a chimney cleaning business with my husband to ranking in the top 1% as a leader in network marketing to my true calling as a visionary strategist and coach. I'm passionate about helping others navigate the sea of business and life. If you're ready to leave the daily grind behind and discover the joy of entrepreneurship, let's untie those dock lines and set sail. We are going into uncharted territory. Hey friends, welcome back to the Uncharted Entrepreneurs Podcast. I'm your host, Sherry Miter, and this is the second of a two-part series with my new friend, Eva Palakava, as she shares her thought process and her strategies behind her serve method and doing um, virtual retreats. And I decided to divide this up into two parts. So hopefully you already heard part one, and this is part two, just because there were so many great nuggets of mindset, strategy, business, and life that Ava shared on this show that I wanted to get it into two shorter segments so that you could really take it all in. So enjoy the series. And as always, I'd love to hear what nuggets you take away from listening to the interview. Enjoy. The other thing I hear when I'm listening to you is, you know, I'm big on the whole Clifton strengths and knowing what your natural God-given talents and strengths are. And I would bet you probably have strategy very high in your top five because you had a very strategic brain. It wasn't like you said, just like, oh, I'm just going to do this without a plan. And you created your serve method. So tell the audience a little bit. I'd love to hear a little bit more about what your serve method is. Let's talk about your retreats because I know that's your that's your jam. So what is your serve method? And then um, let's go into the retreats. Yeah, this is, I think it is a disruption in how, you know, and I work with therapists and coaches and healers and and the like and service-based entrepreneurs. And this is the serve method is a disruption in how the businesses are built, right? Because the norm, the standard in marketing and sales of their services is like, okay, try to do the minimum possible, try to trick people into something like the marketing, the way it's viewed is like a way to trick people into something they're not sure they want to do, right? And the way we look at marketing and sales is how can I serve How can I deliver a life-changing result for you before I ever work with you, right? Before I ever ask you for the money. And honestly, that is playing to my strengths. I don't know which strength it is on the strength finder, but I'm a little bit of an (laughs) overgiver. You know, I really, really enjoy giving a lot to people. I, I really enjoy teaching. So it really, really plays to my strengths, right? So the SERP, you know, it's also an acronym, and, you know, the S stands for scalable service. So how do you serve people with the little time that you have at the deepest level possible? And the answer for us was creating a hybrid program. I was in one-to-one coaching share before. And what I saw is, you know, I could not quite give people enough time. Like if I really wanted to get the, for them to get the results I wanted them to have, I would be spending three, four, five hours a week with them, sitting with them, helping them build their business. Right. And there was no way I could do it. And there's no way they could pay me enough money to do that. Right. So we realized that we need to create a hybrid program 
that kind of bridges the gap to where people have lots of me several times a week in different workshops and they're moving their business forward while having some one-to-one support in the program as well, but it doesn't take over my life, right? So, you know, we launched a hybrid program about a week and a half before Lexi was born. And it was absolutely life transforming, honestly, right? Because if I hadn't done that and I had to coach one-to-one, it would have been really, really difficult. And people will, would not be getting the results that they're getting in our program right now, right? So that's the first thing that everybody needs to think about is what's going to allow me to serve as many people as possible because I know that's where everybody's heart is, right? Like I want to go there and serve people. I really want to make a bigger difference than just with my two or three or four or how many clients or most people in my spacing that may, maybe not everybody, right? But a lot of people that I'm surrounded by really want to create a bigger difference. They want to shift the consciousness in the world on some level and running a hybrid program allows them to do that and, you know, getting paid appropriately too, right? And not having to charge you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars per month. So, you know, that's the first thing. The E stands for engineering your method, right? Because, you know, we need to think long-term. You want to think about what the legacy is going to look like 15, 20 years down the road. What is the ultimate difference that you want to make in the world, right? Like, what is the shift in consciousness you want to cost? Is it around finding your strengths or is it around, you know, you know, it's different for everybody. And then what is your method that is coming from your heart? What do you know to be true that people need to understand and follow in order to get to the final result? So I believe everybody has to have their method, model, formula, whatever you want to call it, but your way that comes from your heart, right? Maybe it's a combination of the things that you have learned. It doesn't have to be all invented in your own head, but it's a combination of things that have worked for you that are going to also work for the people that you're going to attract, right? Because like attracts like, right? And everybody is different and unique. So your own method is going to work for the people that you attract. Does that make sense? So that's super, super important. You know, the R stands for reverse engineering your goals. And this is where we need to get into the strategic brain, but break it down to the tactical too, right? So I had to say, okay, here's a backstory of what I did. Once I, once I invested into the coaching and I decided to not to take that job and all that jazz, I actually went to the Walmart and I bought this little eight and a half by 11 whiteboard and I put it in the shower. So I would be forced to stare at it when I'm doing my hair conditioning treatment, right? Because otherwise, you know, I get all busy. And I wrote seven figures, single happy mom on that, right? And, and you want to do something like that where you have your goal, you know, your why behind it. It's obviously not about the money, but it's like, okay, that is the growth that I want to experience in my business. But then you got to do the work and reverse engineer this down to what needs to happen in any given week, any given day, any given hour and be consistent with it. Right? So for example, I said, okay, I'm going to run 
a virtual retreat every eight weeks. Here's the number of people that I'm going to register into the retreats. If they're not coming, I'm going to go and find them, right? I'm going to time block this much time to go and find them, right? Whether it's getting on podcasts or whether it's, whether it's connecting on social media, I'm going to go find my people. I'm going to bring them to my retreats. I'm going to serve them like nobody's business. And this is the number of people that I want to see as a client. And this is the number of revenue that I'm going to see. And almost every time, not always, but about 80% of our retreats, we have exceeded our revenue goals, right? Because I gave myself a little bit of a buffer. I'm like, okay, maybe my conversion is not going to be perfect this time around. Who knows what could happen, you know, tech issues and whatever. So I had it reverse engineered in a very, you know, conservative way. So I would make sure I was hitting my goals and I always got more people into the retreats than I needed. So I wouldn't feel like, oh, you know, like I need to get the next client and I'm scared. Nobody's going to come. Nothing like that. Right. So it was very methodical in a way too. Right. Like, and I broke down my calendar and literally like every hour was supportive of the goals that I wanted to achieve. If that makes sense right? Because too many times I look at when, when new clients come, like I look at their calendar and I'm like, I know exactly why you're not achieving your goals because you're spending 80% of your time fiddling with your website and making graphics in Canva. How the heck do you expect to close revenue out of that? Right. And it's really your calendar and everything you do being match for what you want to achieve, which means being visible, talking to people, being on camera, teaching, you know, going on podcasts, connecting with people. Like those are the things that need to happen. And most people don't do that because they're too scared to do that. Cause those are the things that are a little bit uncomfortable at the beginning. Right. So the reverse engineering is so, so, so important. And so is consistency, by the way. Right. Like I did, I didn't just do re one retreat and quit. I did it over and over and over and over with the intention of multiplying and getting better and growing my skills. The V, then we walk through the S, which is scalable service, E, engineering and method, R, reverse mapping your goals down to basically an hour. V is for virtual retreats. You know, people are like, why not challenges? Why not three-day retreats? Why seven-day retreats? Why not like 10-day, three-day, 100-day, whatever else? And honestly, because we have tried it all, like, like we literally like tried the funnel to anything between like a 20 minute workshop all the way to like a 10 day live launch and Facebook challenge or whatever you have and anything in between. And this is really, you know, it's not the right thing for everybody, but it was the right thing for me. Seven days give me enough time to really truly build a relationship with a group of people, really serve them you know, help them really see for themselves that yes, they can do it, right? To also see their commitment. People are not going to be able to show up or who can't do the homework. You know, I'm kind of like, yeah, maybe, you know, building a seven-figure business isn't for you, right? <laughs> it's also like, it's a two-way street, right? So it's a little bit of a qualifying process before somebody becomes a client, you know? We want to make sure we're investing in them, but they're also investing in themselves, right? Like they're actually applying and, and so it's kind of a two-way street. It's, it's beautiful, right? So virtual retreats are absolutely fabulous. I love them. 
it's a lot of work doing the retreats. I'm not going to lie. You know, I'm teaching on camera 45 minutes every day and they have homework in between and we do some free implementation calls and this and then there's homework threads and there's Q and A's and just a bunch of stuff. And we really, our intention is for everybody who comes to a retreat to say, holy cow, this is worth more than the last 10, 20, $30,000 thing that I paid for in my space. And for them to already see like, yeah, I can do this. Right. And whether or not they become a client, the thing is like, when you give, you will receive. And when you focus on giving and when you're so, so, so passionate about everybody getting the result, you will get the clients. Right. It's when we focus on the getting the client instead of serving, which is an easy thing to do. And I've made that mistake many, many times. Right. Cause I'm human, just like everybody else. When you start focusing on getting getting the next one, getting the next one. And you know, what happens if I don't, that's when you're going to subconsciously repel people. So the retreats really force people to get in a place of service. And it's by far the fastest spiritual transformation tool that I have seen. And every single client that has done a seven day retreat, every single one of them, no exception, will tell you at the end of a seven days, they're a completely different human being than on the day once they started. It is so beautiful. You're forced to unpeel and unpeel and unpeel so you can truly be there for seven days and you're going to go through it all. You're going to be attached to an outcome. You're going to be scared to share your program on camera. You're going to be terrified of asking people for a consult, like all those things. You're going to have to surrender. You're going to have to surrender everything to God in the end. And then that's really scary for some of the go-getters that come to us, right? And you have to move through a lot of spaces to make it through the seven days and it's a life transforming. And I know I'm like getting sidetracked, but actually that leads to E which stands for evolve spiritually mm. because we did not come into this bodysuit to accumulate, to do all the things that, we appear to be here for everybody keeps asking, what's my purpose? What's my purpose? What's my purpose? Well, guess what? One thing I know for sure that your purpose is to evolve and transform and business is a tool for doing that. Right? Cause what the business is doing and what the people, what the clients are doing and what your team is doing and what your prospects are doing is a perfect mirror of what you need to heal within you. The money is just the scorecard. It's something to keep you focused on the spiritual work that happens in the business. And I tell people, people like, why do you need to be making multi seven figures next year? We're going to be at eight, right? Why do you need all that? Like, Aren't you happy with like, you, you have a baby to take care of. Like, don't you just want to like go on a maternity leave now that you have all the money? And I'm like, here's the thing. The things that you're going to be healing and transcending and transforming in your business are entirely different from stage to stage to stage. And I tell people straight up, shoot as high as possible, not because of what you can accumulate, but because who you need to become to run a multi-seven or eight-figure business 
is not going to be recognizable from who you are today, right? In the first stages of your business, you're letting go of imposter syndrome. You're letting go of not good enough. Who am I to call myself an expert? You know, who am I to ask for the sale? Just like all the fears that come up. Then you make it a six-figure mark and you're like, okay, I got the sales and marketing thing down. But to go to seven, you need a team because you cannot work 10 times harder to get to seven. And it's the next level of really difficult spiritual growth where your team is going to be teaching you about where you still have to evolve and until you're fully, fully empowered around your team and you become their mentor, their coach, and very good at holding them accountable, which we're t- people are terrified to do, you're not going to get, make it to the seven figures. And then there is the next is going from seven to eight, which becomes so much about surrender and deep spiritual work and realignment because that is where you're going to really run the risk of just trying to work harder and push more and all those things. And you can't do that, right? You can't do that. So that's like a whole another topic right there. Uh, So much good stuff. And I love how just by you explaining your serve method, you really tapped into so many great nuggets of information, Ava, from you know, the last piece there, the whole transformation. And it's so true that each level we gain as we're growing as in whatever role we play, you know, we go from being so consumed about us and what do people think about us and what about this, what about that, all those fears that when you can get to that next level, those kind of just disappear, don't they? (laughs) We don't even think about that. And we can be more giving, we can be more others focused at that, you know, the next level up, which allows us to serve better. And then it sounds like you're in that now you go from entrepreneur to now, okay, wait, now I'm leading this whole team. And then that next level up, um, which is a great place to be, to go from seven to eight figures. (laughs) Two other things I wanted to just tap on here is you do mention your team a lot. And I know before we hopped on the recording, we talked a little bit about that. And I'm so big on just stay in your own lane, you know, figure out what is it that you are gifted to do mm-hmm. at, and you delegate the rest. You get mm-hmm. found yourself with the team. And it sounds like you have done that extremely well and you're still evolving that whole team. What advice or tips can you share when it comes to building that team and surrounding yourself? How do we know when it's time to take as an entrepreneur to hire people? And how do we look for the right people to be a part of our support team? <laughs> yeah, that's that's a big topic. And we're just doing a retreat starting tomorrow on, on this topic, actually. So the timing, that's it's genius. But, you know, it really depends when it comes to team building. It really depends on the stage of the business. You know, somebody who's just starting out, I get like one support person, a VA, but there's a few things that go into making sure that the relationship is successful, right? You have to um, 
I teach this all the time and, in, in, you know, multi-hour workshops. I don't have time to get into too much detail. You know, we could be talking for hours, Sherry, but you need to make sure that you're not just like teaching them what to do, but you're also sharing their vision, sharing your vision with them consistently. So they know, you know, what they're working towards. And then you have really, really good set of expectations and metrics, and accountability around this. And this is what I think most entrepreneurs go wrong because they feel so uncomfortable. They give somebody to do, they, they tell them, for example, I'd like you to go and register hundred people into my retreat. And the person is struggling, not meeting that goal. And they just stop talking about it because they don't feel comfortable. Right. And that's where, that's the moment where the relationship goes wrong, where you get too scared to have the tough conversation to hold somebody accountable right? But in order to do that, you need to have another thing, which is partnership with that person to where your goals and their goals are the same, right? For example, on our team, I know everybody's vision boards. I know what they're working on. Everybody on my team does some shape or form in sales. They participate, you know, the coaches, everybody participate in sales. I know what they're going to do with their commissions, right? And we're partnering on this together. We're not just causing transformation in the world. We're also creating, you know, making dreams happen in our lives, right? So having that partnership then gives you a permission to hold them accountable, right? You know, you said you would book five calls today and you only booked two. What happened, right? And you need to be willing to have those conversations because if you don't, you're not going to, you're not going to be able to grow your company. So there's just some little things, but there's a lot more to it than that. There needs to be training, really, really good training on the team, not just like, here, figure it out, you know? That's abdication, that's not delegation. But unfortunately, that's how most people run it because they're so afraid of micromanaging that they don't really use all the tools they need to help their team be profitable, right? And it's not an easy thing. You got to invest into your team. You really have to put a lot of intention and focus and not treat them as people that are just going to save your problem right now. You know what I mean? Like come save me. Cause I'm so busy sort of yeah. thing. Yeah. I love the idea. It sounds like instead of having an employee, they truly are part of the team. They're part of the vision. Mm-hmm. Sounds like I love that. So, yeah. Well, our time is definitely coming to an end here. And this has been a lot of great information. And I help people because again, I think this is a podcast for those listening that go back through and listen to this a couple of times, because I think every time you listen, you're going to hear a couple of different nuggets that Ava shared with us. If people want to find out more about your virtual retreats or how to follow you, where can they find you, Ava? Yeah, I think, can uh, can we just put the links in the in the notes section, we're just going to pop it there. We have a couple retreats, one that runs every eight weeks. That is for folks who are, you know, near zero or 50 K scaling to multi six figures. Right. And then we have a second one, which is more advanced for people who are already at six figures and who are going to seven. That's the one where we have this week coming up, but our next serve retreat, which is where probably most people will be, interested in that one is on july 12th and then it happens every eight weeks if you can't catch that one and it's absolutely you know it's just a beautiful beautiful time and you want to really time block that 
that time and be on the Zoom calls. We do lots of like breakout sessions too and implementation calls where you really get to know the whole community and make a lot of friends there. And sometimes people like make these amazing connections and they go on uh, on each other's podcasts and, you know, they create partnerships and, uh, you know, some of people pick up clients there too, which is amazing. But yeah. So that's that. It's called the survey tree. You guys can Google it too, or go to my website. We're going to put the, put the links in the, in the chat. All right. That sounds great. And you also have a podcast, correct? Yes, yes, yes. It's called It's Her Business. I think I'm going to have to rename it soon to be called the Serve <laughs> Method or something. We're going to have to rebrand it. But yeah, yeah, we'll put the link link below if anybody wants to learn more about. There's like a few episodes if you're interested in like some of the aspects. I think around episode 90, we have a lot around a hybrid program, how to run virtual retreats and all the elements. And you can go binge there and learn more too. That sounds great. Well, Ava, thank you so much for taking time to be on the show. And it's been so fun, even just seeing the setting that you are in in Costa Rica. Like it's so, <laughs> that in itself. Oh, just gorgeous. Can I show you? <laughs> yeah, absolutely gorgeous. Poor Ava's just been watching my cat jump on my lap and <laughs> yeah, that was so back cute. around. It's like, oh. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to interrupt the podcast, but that was the cutest thing. I I know. So <laughs> thank you for uh, your patience, yes. all of that oh my and the cold and everything. So, all right. I look forward to connecting, you know, more in the future and, uh, we could uh, continue many different discussions here, but thank you. Oh my gosh, we could, can yes. we? Oh my gosh, thank you so, so, so much for having me. And thank you everybody for listening to, to the long drawn story. <laughs> <laughs> it's all very good. Hey friends, thanks as always for listening to the Uncharted Entrepreneurs Podcast. I really do appreciate your time and for you being here. And a few quick things before you do go. Number one, if you haven't yet, can you leave a review if you find these shows valuable? Reviews really do matter to iTunes and to others so that they know this episode or this podcast is worth taking the time to listen to out of the millions of podcasts out there. And you never know, I might just read your review on a future episode. Number two, make sure to hit that subscribe button so that you can be one of the first to know when a new episode downloads. And three, if you've been enjoying the series on the Clifton Strengths 34, this is a huge one. Can you take a screenshot, post that picture on your Instagram or Facebook account, make sure you tag me in it and let me know why you loved that episode and what you're enjoying about the series. And of course, if you've done the Clifton Strengths Assessment, make sure to include your top five. And number four, and the last thing, if you take your assessment and you feel a little stuck and you're like, I don't even know what to do with this information right now please feel free to reach out to me. I'm available on email and of course the DMs and Facebook and Instagram. And I would love to talk you through how to really tap into your talents so you can turn them into your superpowers and your strengths. Thanks again for listening to the show.